When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because man, we have a lot to cover. We are here with Miss Sarah Frazier. Hi, David Yontip. David Yontip, real quick. How is the Hamptons treating you? Because you've been there, what, like two weeks now? Two, three weeks you've moved in. Honey, it's almost a month. Oh, how has it been almost a month? That's June 15th is a month. Um... I'm possibly extending my stay and residence. That's a whole nother story, but let's, let's just take it kind of like in the Bravo world, Sarah, let's just take it one day at a time. I love it. Okay. Sounds good to me. Now, before we get into Bravo, because again, I could have on every president of the United States that ever existed. I could have on every queen and king. Nobody gives a fuck. They just want to hear about Bravo, but Before we get there, just self-indulge me for three seconds, everyone. Um, Good luck on Scream 6 without Nev Campbell. I mean, good luck because they're not paying Nev Campbell what she wants. So Nev Campbell will not be in Scream 6. And um, oh, this actually is related to Bravo. Oh, God, I always tie it back to Bravo. So do you see how I'm just waking up and thinking about all this stuff? Um, Well, Nev, that's it. And... um, it seems like we have a big Nev Campbell fan in the house. The one, the only Miss Katie Rose. Katie Rose. Hey, by the way, I think you had texted me this week. You and Katie Rose have been texting, right? Well, or messaging. This That's is big. because of Nev Campbell. So I made a comment like, yeah, like, I don't understand. Listen, if it was the second scream, fine. But six in, if Nev isn't going to do it, why are we making this movie? 
And that, yeah, they just don't want to pay her whatever it is that she wants, which I think you have the right to request whatever you want because Scream Without Nev and Katie Roast is very, very upset that Miss Campbell will not be in Scream 6. So I just explained to her that I am as upset as she is. And then we just had a back and forth and I'm like, are we slowly chipping away at the Katie Roast? I didn't bring up the podcast. I didn't bring up an appearance. I just... You know, Rome wasn't built in a day, Sarah, but it's the truth. You're you're working at it. I think we are like, laying a foundation. We're chipping away at Miss Roast very. So just this actually relates to Bravo. There you go. So but I yes, Miss Katie Roast. And Brittany got married and Madonna and, and Drew Barrymore and Paris and Kathy were there. Very interesting selection. I mean, I assume that Brittany just like invited people that were behind the scenes really supporting her this whole time but madonna was there yes 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 and you saw britney and madonna reenacted their famous kiss um and i i wasn't even sure i guess there's there's a picture britney posted on her instagram where it looks like you see her butt cheek like i don't know if she just has a thong on and we see butt cheek um Anyway, Brittany's it, just doing whatever the fuck she wants to do these days. You know what I mean? Like, I think after being held yeah. captive for so many years, I do it's, too. it's like, it's like, do you care? I mean, do you care about anything? I mean, Brittany is just, she doesn't care, right? She wore a Versace gown. I, I don't think she cares either. I think she's living her best life. You're right. She's making up for it. We know she's trying to get pregnant. You know, she sadly had that miscarriage. I mean, it, this wedding though was so bizarre. I mean, there was not that many people there, but I mean, somehow Jason Alexander, her ex, I mean, how many years ago was that? I don't understand that. He tried to cry. I, I don't get it. Showed up trespassing, said she was his only love. I mean, it was like, where did this fucking come from? Has he been showing up at her house like all along, but we're just hearing it? It was just so bizarre out of nowhere. And I mean, as far as like everyone who's like, this guy's using her, this guy's using her. Well, I mean, it's been this many years. Do people still think that? And also, I don't know if Brittany really cares. You know, I don't really know if she cares. She has enough money for life, right? So I think so, yeah. Let her be happy and just let her do anything. And uh, Madonna was there. That's all I care about. But were you surprised? I mean, I guess I Paris and um, Kathy, you know, I didn't think that they were particularly close because wasn't there like a lot of rumors like back in the day that Paris sort of used Britney and Lindsay Lohan to just get more fame and popularity and they only hung out at nightclubs just to be seen together. And then, you know, that was kind of part of Britney's spiral is because those women sort of encouraged her to, you know, go off the deep end. Am I wrong? I thought that there, there no, and that whole infamous picture of fire crotch and all that with Loham. But I think they're over that. I still don't necessarily understand the like, why is Kathy there? Why is Drew Barrymore there? Uh, it was random celebrities as far as I'm concerned and went random dress codes. And it just, I didn't really understand any cohesion, but they must be close to Britney somehow because there they were. Yeah, I guess so. Um, Paris also shared, you know, pictures of the glamorous wedding, um, said it was a fairy tale for them. So, okay. Well, we have a lot of fake, fake false news this week to report on. Okay, I couldn't keep my stories straight this week. Like lots of times we have legitimate, and of course you being the Bravo insider that you are, have a lot of inside sources. So a lot of times we get exclusive scoop. Honestly, I couldn't make up from down this week. I mean, there were so many stories. 
Well, the first thing is, I mean, I'm sorry, like, I'm not trying, this is not about me being right. But as soon as I heard this rumor that these three, th- this is why we don't have like a gossip podcast. This is why I will never have a gossip podcast. I, I don't want to call out specific Bravo web pages. I, I don't want to call out like the Dumas of the world. <laughs> it's not. I don't want to tell anyone else, but Dumois. Right. It's just so stupid, you guys. It's so stupid. Like, can't we just wait till like things happen and then we can like real things. So this bullshit, as soon as I saw this, that those three cities were green lit on Peacock. First of all, there are not three shows coming all at once. That will never happen. We're not going to have three new housewife cities. But what was it? It was Scottsdale, Arizona. Nashville. Nashville, yeah, Nashville, Tennessee, which actually I feel like could be a good one because I don't know, Todd Chrisley might be in jail. So we need a new obsession in Nashville. Dude, the Chrisleys are found. They're in trouble. They're in trouble. I mean, I don't see how you get out of that. They're in trouble. They're in trouble. I mean, yeah, they really are. And, you know, they just have that Nashville connection. Um, But And what was the other city? Um, Nashville, Scottsdale, Arizona, and oh my God, the one it's, it's like the Potomac that none of us know what it really is like outside of Chicago. Look that up. But I mean, as soon as I heard this, I was like, there's not three cities will never be announced at once. They will never all come at once. Then there was all this talk that, you know, they film these things like, yeah, they, they film sizzle reels. I mean, they might go into a place and film a sizzle reel of six people and see if it tests. But that is a far cry from like we have a new housewife. Show. OK, do you know where this I don't even I'm not going to I'm going to say it wrong. Where is Winnetka? It's in Florida somewhere, I believe. I believe. And I believe people were comparing it to Miami. But And then they were saying, well, this girl said, yeah, we filmed this and this is my, I mean, there's nothing. It's all fake news, you guys. And that's just not how things work. We're first of all going to announce one new housewife city at a time, if ever. So as soon as I heard this, I was like, this is such BS and it's not happening. And, you know, were sizzle reels filmed? I mean, did people get together? I mean, you and I can get together right now and have a gay and straight, like, housewives of LA and I'll be in LA tomorrow where we can go to another city. It doesn't, it's that's so far from ever being greenlit. So fake news guys, fake news. If anyone still believes that these three cities are coming, they're not, at least for now, this Nashville thing has been floating around forever. And yeah, that I, I sure that could be good. Great. That could be good. But I think we saw from Salt Lake, it really is based more on the cast than the actual location, you know? I mean, I think that's the key thing. You've said it a couple of times, especially recently that, and you know, this is how like we know famously Salt Lake City came together is it was the chemistry of those women. And I think you're 100% right. And I can tell you this, not from pitching a housewife show, but you know, part of the reason I moved to Los Angeles was I want to produce, I've had these unscripted show ideas. And for people that don't know, unscripted just means reality, basically the shows that I've, I've wanted to do. So I have been shopping these around, you know, everybody Every network is not, they're not looking for a specific city. They are not. They are looking for 
a friend group, um, just like just like housewives, a unique friend group of people that actually know each other, um, that are in a bizarre business. They're looking for that kind of family business. They're looking for that kind of stuff. They are not they are not going, Hey, let's go to Nashville and see who we can cast anymore. It just, it doesn't seem like that's happening at all. At least from what I'm hearing on pitching. No. And uh, the key is, I mean, listen, Jersey shore was lightning in a bottle. We have strangers, literal strangers who we had a casting call. And we said, this girl, Nicole, we're calling her Snooki. This girl, Jenny, we're calling her Wow. Like that was lightning in a bottle. Now it's like, the biggest complaint, the reason why Atlanta had problems and New York had problems and the OC had problems is none of these people know each other. So Bravo or no Bravo, they're really trying to find organic people that have history. That is what works. It's sandal season. Look, everyone always gets excited for sandal season. The weather is warmer, but I wear sandals year round. And now you can too, thanks to Crocs. With the new Crocs style sandals, you can embrace those feel good summer vibes all year long. I love Crocs sandals, not just because they're stylish, but because they're so comfortable. And when I'm comfortable, I feel I can do anything. They have new Miami sandals and Brooklyn sandals, but my absolute favorite are their getaway sandals. They are so soft, light, and thin. It literally feels like I don't have any shoes on at all. There's a cushiony, soft footbed, and it honestly feels like I'm walking on clouds. Style-wise, they go with anything and everything, and I can wear them anywhere, no matter how casual or a more formal event. You have to check out the getaway sandals, and all of their sandals come in such a variety of colors, so you can match with any outfit. Right now, get 20% off your next purchase at crocs.com. Just use the code SANDALS20 at checkout. That's SANDALS20 at crocs.com for 20% off your purchase. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. We need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah. Yeah, it does completely. It is what works. I think we've seen it over and over again. And truly, it's how OC started. You know, we know Vicki Gumbelson at the time was very good friends with Gina Koff. They all lived in the same area. And then, um, oh my God, I don't even remember who the other women were. But anyway, um, and it was the same with Atlanta, right? You had Nini, you had Kim Zolciak, who were friends long before the show, you know, um, and then obviously make for great television. Those days are over. So there we go. Those are fake. Now, what else can you tell me? Well, um, I mean, okay, we just, why don't we stay with Nini and Kim? Do you want to talk about that? Because Kim Zolciak sure. was just on, you know, um, and by the way, you're, is your, I don't know if we can say this yet, because you have all kinds of guests up your sleeve, but Carlos King, is your Carlos King interview out yet? It is not out. It is looming. Oh, it is looming. Oh, okay. I can't it's got to come out, everybody. It's got, listen, I fucking love Carlos King. Sorry, love. 
I hit refresh constantly on behind the velvet rope. And I'm looking like, I'm like, I want to hear this interview. Anyway, it's in the mix. It's in the mix, babe. On his late night show, you know, Kim Zolciak, as well as some of the other throwback cast members from Real Housewives of Atlanta were on his show. And he asked Kim point blank, how do you feel about Nini's lawsuit and allegations that you were racist. She says without a doubt that Nene knows exactly what she's doing and she knows those rumors and she knows that those statements are false. That was basically what Kim said. And Kim went on to say, I'm going to deal with Nene when this is all over. Um, she and- did say that. I'm fascinated because I read the timeline of Kim and Nene's friendship and essentially as of like a year or so ago, they were back on, you know, with Greg's death. Um, Kim was speaking to Nini. Kim was offering condolences. Kim was being, you know, they were very friendly as Craig, w- as Greg was dying. So they like reconciled and were friends again. Yes. I mean, they were, they were friends again. You know, I don't know, but perfect best friends, but they were friendly. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's interesting to me, um, I, you know, I, I don't think Kim really let on where they're at with their friendship, but it was sort of like, I'm going to deal with Nini later. And these statements are completely false. Now I saw on blog comments, people were like, Oh, Kim, you know, you've, you've made passive aggressive or racist statements for a long time. You know, a lot of people were not buying Kim's um, side of it, but I don't know. Kim says it's, you know, she says none of that did she seem, because I didn't listen to this chat. I saw Carlos had everyone together. I mean, I have my own theories, but did Kim seem upset or mad? No, se? she seems pretty mad. You know how Kim is. Kim yeah. kind of like has that Kim attitude. I mean, she just seemed to have that same attitude, I thought. And she hasn't really like come out and made a statement. Look, I really oh, that was the first. feel, because I've seen, I feel, this is just my opinion, that her I'll deal with Nini after it's almost like Kim gets it. It's uh, to me, she's almost like girl, do do you do what you gotta do? I'm not saying Nini's lawsuit isn't valid because this is when everyone starts to call me and you racist, which bring it on, call us that all day. I don't give a shit. But I really feel like Kim's not giving her any money. She didn't sue Kim. It's almost like to me. I look, I mean, these aren't great things that she's saying against Kim, but there's no lawsuit against Kim. I just feel Kim is just kind of like, I'll deal with you after. Like, I'm not thrilled that you're using me in this, but get your coins, girl, and we'll figure out. I think that's a good take. I think that's a good take. I don't think that's like off, you know? She doesn't seem overly upset to me and everything else. She hasn't come out and made a statement. She's not. It's just like what I just said. Call, every time we talk about Nini's lawsuit, make comments that were racist all day because they're so far from true. I feel like Kim, that's kind of the attitude of like, this is so not true. Like, why I'm not upset over it because it's like preposterous. You know, this is just what I where I think Kim is coming from. I'm not saying that you know, me doesn't have a case or, but I just think from Kim's point of view, she's like, whatever, go get your coins and I'll deal with you afterwards. And I don't even think she's, her dealing with Nini is going to be so like, stay the fuck away from me. It's just going to be like, that was shitty, but great. Right. Like I to think me, I this think is you're right. Not like, wrong. I mean, I think Kim probably gets it too. And you know, don't be tardy has been canceled. 
I mean, does Kim have any affiliation with Bravo? Has she been on, on any of the girls' trips? No. Now, I would be mad in the sense that I do think, or as I've said before, I don't think everyone who thinks they have a hand in getting like Jenny McGowan fired and stuff. I, I really think Bravo does not care about one person listening to this podcast. I don't think they care about you. I don't think they care about me. I don't think they really listen to the temperature of what's out there. But I do think that when it's a lawsuit and it's this big, I don't think this is good for Kim. I don't think they're going to say, come on to girls trip, or I think it could be problematic for her. And in a sense, like, that's why I would be mad because now you are affecting my coins. I mean, not that Kim is, but look, I mean, if RHOA needs Kim, I think they would bring her back there. I just don't think the network is like reaching out. It's the optics on it are bad, but short of that, I right. I don't think Kim is that upset. It's more like I'm not paying you. Like, what the fuck do I care? Go and get ten million dollars from Bravo. I'd like let's all rate Bravo and get your coins, and then I'll deal with you. That's really my where my mind goes. Um. Well, I think that you're pretty accurate on that. And then um, the only other thing that Kim revealed is you know talking about family planning. I mean, I think Kim and Croy have something like seven kids together. I mean, because because uh, Croy obviously adopted um, her Brielle um, and her other. Oh, my God. Her oldest daughter. Or, we love um, Brielle. Yes, we love Brielle. Um, her two oldest daughters, Croy, adopted. So um, Kim basically revealed that Croy has had a vasectomy. So they are done with children. And um, yeah, I mean, it seems like things are going well for them. They obviously Brielle has her makeup business, I think with Kim. So I don't know how lucrative or not lucrative that is, but, and they have the swimsuit. So, I mean, look, the rumors swirl and swirl and swirl that Kim is broke. Those rumors are constantly going around and um, yeah, I mean, that's out there and uh, Brielle's business. Look, I mean, more power to them. I don't like children have the vasectomy seven is enough. So it's about damn time and just move on and enjoy your life. And look, Kim and Croy are in love. Like, I don't care what you say, love them or hate them. That marriage works for them. So more power to them, more power to them. Um, <clears throat> RHOBH, you want to do some of that? Kyle, oh. Kyle Richards has a little something to a mishap. Well, Kyle Richards is bedridden, um, apparently with a back injury. So she was, you know, she was showing pictures of her dog. She's in bed. She's watching TV. She's watching some favorite films. Um, There really isn't much to say about that because nobody knows where the back injury stemmed from. She's just sort of not feeling well. She says she'll be there indefinitely. Um, That's she run into Lisa Vanderpump in a dark alley and Vanderpump just tried to take her out. Vanderpump. Um, she did not say anything to that degree, but um, anyway, that's like all we know. Her dogs and, are helping her through it. And yeah, um, I didn't realize that Kyle and Mauricio have six dogs. That, like, they're what? almost rivaling Miss Kim D. I mean, how many does Kim have? Kim has seven. Ah, oh. it's not for me. And every week when we do our um patreon chat kim's dogs oh honey i had to have a little chat with miss kim d off air miss d had to be reprimanded by me (laughs) you're like enough with the fucking dogs nonstop. well it's like i don't care but kim like people are actually listening to this like this is a thing here on saturday yeah right and like you've got to figure this out now of course if you go to www.digs d-i-g-g-s dot pet 
slash velvet, you can get a collapsible dog cage. Look, Sarah, you know how you like take those big, Sarah, do you know how you take those big dog cages and you, no, you take one hand and you lift the thing up. And then when you're done with it, you store it. I said, Kim, go get your 15% off and put the damn dogs. Now everyone's going to come after me putting dogs at a cage during an episode, blah, blah, you horrible human being. Put the dogs in the Diggs carrier while we're on air. That's all I have to say. But no, I did not. So Diggs and you get 15% off. But and it's, it's the codes in the, the show. But I did not know that Kyle had that many dogs. That is literally crazy. I wish no harm to any creature, but I do not understand why someone would want six or seven dogs. I just don't. I mean, I don't no. care if you have a full-time housekeeper. The amount of pet hair, the dog vomit, the barking, uh, the vet bills. I mean, I just... I. I, again, Look, they're very rich, one could say you have why? a lot of love in your life. And the other could say like, what void are you trying to fill? Like when I buy <laughs> my you. Louis Vuitton bags and I just bought like three, one after another, that's like sick. It's like a, my friends, like that's a cry for help. It is. I'm trying to fill some void, some, yeah. some loneliness that I feel, which is sad, but I mean, at least I know it and I'm trying to put that bandaid on and it helps. And then I have a martini and it really helps. And then the next <laughs> morning I wake up and I, that loneliness, Sarah, that that hole in my Comes heart is still there. Yep. Right back, baby. I hear you. I mean, I really don't understand why people change their shirt and their shoes and their underwear and everything else every day, but they wear the same pair of glasses. Well, not me. If you look and follow me on Instagram, you'll see I have a different pair of glasses almost every time you see me. And here's the secret. I don't spend a fortune. With pair eyewear, you pick a base and then you pick a bunch of toppers that go over the base. It's really that easy. So for my base, I picked the Finley. They're stylish, they're cool, they're sophisticated. And then I picked a whole bunch of toppers that go over those. So when you see me with like pink camo glasses and green polka dot glasses, it's all the same pair of glasses. I just changed the top. So economical. The base frame started at $60, and yes, that includes prescription lenses. They also have sunglasses for the summer, so you can get glasses as unique as you are. One pair, infinite style, starting at just $60. Go to PairEyewear.com slash velvet for 15% off your first purchase. That's 15% off at P-A-I-R, eyewear.com slash velvet. I got to tell you guys about Radix Remedies. What I love from Radix Remedies the most is their THC gummies. It's pretty self-explanatory. It's a cannabis edible. And I don't know, the THC gummies make me feel great. They enhance my reaction time. They reduce my anxiety and stress. Let's really stress that, no pun intended. Kind of do both at the same time and really help me focus to do this podcast every day. I also love the Sleepy Bears, which are delicious, and yep, they're effective sleep aids. I don't know. My mind doesn't turn off at night. So the Sleepy Bears from Radix Remedies really help. They're cannabis and melatonin infused, and you know, I don't know. If you're not getting sleep, you ain't functioning. It's as simple as that. Radix Remedies has everything. They have topicals and edibles and dry bud and 
Just the possibilities are endless. All of Radix Remedies products can be purchased as monthly subscriptions at reduced rates. There's also free shipping on orders over $35, and you get 15% off with promo code VELVET. Go to RadixRemedies.com, and just for listening to this podcast, you get 15% off with promo code VELVET and free shipping on orders over $35. Uh, it is with me and my shopping addiction, but when you're buying, doesn't it fulfill you for like oh. a good- like 30 minutes or an hour, you like when you walk out of that Louis Vuitton store, you know, oh. with a $2,500 bag, it's just, you are on, it's like, nobody can touch you. You know what I mean? You walk through, it's just, life it's is such a good feeling. I, I could not agree with you more. I could not agree. So if that is what makes you happy on a Monday, maybe that's with for- Tuesday tomorrow, let's just be happy today. Cause this is how life worked today. And then like a week later, you're like, all right, it's okay. I want something else now. It wears off. Yeah. It wears off. And like you said, all the sadness comes back and all the like worries and all the credit card bills are mounting. And yeah, I know life moves on. Life moves on, baby. You've had some thoughts this week as you texted me on this, this, this Crystal Kung mink off on Beverly Hills. Oh, oh my God. You know, just insufferable. I mean, Crystal, it's so... <sighs> everybody that's up to date on RHOBH, it's, you know, again, my favorite franchise, the greatest, but, you know, Crystal has done this stupid thing where she has basically said, well, Sutton said something, Sutton said something so dark when we were having the racist conversation, because, you know, Sutton said, I don't see color and broke down. And Crystal was like, I can't believe you're that girl. Everybody recalls that conversation, right? So supposedly they had moved on. They were friends. We all know that Garcelle and Crystal and Sutton did that New York, uh, the LA Times article together. We thought they were all close. Well, now Crystal for the past two episodes has gone on and on insinuating that she said something so dark, so dark, you know, which to me implies, and I think to the audience that Sutton used the N word, that Sutton said something so, you know, very, very disgustingly racist, um, but Crystal says, I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm not going to tell anyone. But I've, I've brought this up and floated it in front of everybody. And I just want everyone to know that Sutton's character is in question. But I'm not going to tell. I can't say anymore. I can't. We've moved on. You know, I think everybody doesn't think there is crap there. Crystal looks like, I mean, it's so bad because I'm a millennial. And I feel like Crystal is doing us dirty as millennials because it's like, she just, it's all this stuff about how you guys don't validate my feelings. You don't validate my feelings. And then she throws this bomb about someone else. And it's like, well, don't question me about, you know, what the statement is because there's a statement. And Sutton is like, I think it was discussing my child and all other kids of different races and backgrounds in our pool together. And that's the way it should be. I mean, I would, I don't know, you know better than I do, but if there was a Sutton like N-bomb, if there was a Sutton, I think Bravo would play it, right? Or they I mean, listen, it's like, I talk about this on Patreon too, because Kim and I do a recap every week. It's like, first of all, it's like when like a Leah McSweeney is there, you really forget about these age differences And then you're like a 20 year age difference is this is to me, this is the exact reason why Roni is not going forward, why we are wiping the slate clean. It's like, oh, because they don't mix. They don't mix. They don't. And to me, it's like, I don't watch Crystal and say you're 20 years younger than all these women. But right. As this happens, it's like, oh, my God, like this is a generational difference. And it's just 
strange. It's strange. Maybe this would go down different if she was hanging out with a bunch of 30 year olds. Crystal is like in her late 30s. 38, I think 38. Yeah. Right. Versus as Rinna points out, like a 20 year age. It's true. It's not just Rinna. Kyle is the same age as Rinna. Like Dorit's right there. Like it's just, I mean, she's a little younger, but like, it's just, to me, it's, it calls that into, it is strange. Listen, this is my thoughts. Either Crystal is so dangerous in the sense that you better watch every word you say, because it's going to be something. She's so dangerous. And I apologize on Patreon this past weekend to Crystal. I underestimated this girl. <laughs> I, I, I underestimated this season one, Crystal Kong. Everyone's like, look, that girl is boring. Mm, she's dangerous. This is, that's the first thing. The second thing is I hate I hate, I hate this on Jersey when they're talking about Jackie and Evan's affair. I don't like going back a year. I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk about Puppygate now. Let's bring up some Munchausen's. I don't like, I love when it changes. So here we are thinking there's these four people and Crystal and Sutton and Garcelle are such a tight group. I love that. Now, wait a second. We have a problem within this threesome. Love it. I love when things change. I don't want to go back. So why are we talking about this? It already happens. And then third, yeah, third, it's like, this is a risky move to me if it's not true, because it shows either A, you know how to play this game way better than I thought you did. So bravo, you're, you're here to stay, you're here to play. Or B, if you're making this up because you need a storyline, then that could be brilliant and producers could be like, wow, girlfriend understands the game. Or it could be like, holy shit, you got nothing, babe. You got nothing but a bunch of hot air and a fake story and we're not keeping you. So I really think this could go one of two ways. A lot of people don't yeah. think it's true. A lot of people think this is pulled out of nowhere. Look, we have this hot mic moment with Lisa Barlow where, I mean, she probably knew she was on mic. They pick up everything. They pick up whatever is said, it's there. So where is this? Where is this thing that Sutton said or this conversation? Where is it? Because it's somewhere and no one seems to, it probably wasn't said, right? Do you think it's getting ready to drop? Do you think, hey, ladies, look, I know you guys work so hard trying to keep that career together, but hopefully you are taking some time to yourselves. If you haven't already done so, you need to discover Dame. Dame is the only one-stop shop you need to discover all your pleasure with their thoughtfully engineered toys. They also shh, have discreet shipping, hassle-free returns, and the toys are a whole lot of fun. For example, you guys are going to love the Eva. It's a hands-free couples vibrator. It's designed to enhance partner play without getting in the way. Now I got to tell you about the palm for when you're alone. Listen, exploring your pleasure on your own helps you get in touch with, you know, yourself, learn more about what you like. And guess what? That leads to better sex with your partner. And like I said, Dame offers hassle-free returns within 60 days. So your satisfaction is literally guaranteed. Power up your pleasure with Palm or any of the other toys from Dame Products. Go to dameproducts.com and enter code VELVETROPE for 15% off your order. That's right, dameproducts.com. Enter code VELVETROPE and you get 15% off. And oh, hey ladies, don't forget to have fun.
If there's one thing you guys know about me from listening to this podcast, it's that I like options and I like simplicity and I like convenience. And I have to tell you, Talkspace kind of feels like having a therapist in my back pocket. I'm able to reach out to my therapist anytime from anywhere, and that makes taking care of my mental health super easy. I'm more relaxed when I'm traveling. You know I'm in the Hamptons all summer, so I mean, I'm on the go. And I just love knowing that if I need to talk to my therapist, I can just send a message from wherever I am, and hey, they respond. Also, I gotta tell you, if you're thinking of therapy, you can sign up for Talkspace, and you can actually start therapy the exact same day. Like I said, simplicity and results. It's a fraction of the cost of in-person therapy. As a listener of this podcast, you get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure to use the code VELVET to get $100 off your first month. That's VELVET and Talkspace.com. You guys knew I do everything to stay young. Yeah, a couple of shots to the face never hurt anyone. But look, staying young isn't just about how you look, you know. That's why I use Metabolic Reds. They're anti-aging nutraceuticals that you drink. That's right. I use these before and after I exercise, and actually they work great as a meal replacement. Now, of course, everyone wants to live longer and healthier, and I mean, you know I'm trying to lose weight, and I need as much energy throughout the day as possible. And I'm so busy, so like for me, I love something that is all of this in one, and that is what Metabolic Reds does. They're energy drinks and shots that like, for me, it helps perfect with like that midday crash, right when I'm about to like, oh, I work at home doing this podcast, I want to take a nap, totally picks me up. They taste awesome and like I find they give me as much energy as like coffee. So listen, you guys have to try this. Go to getreds.com. That's G-E-T-R-E-D-S dot com slash velvet. Getreds.com slash velvet and unlock your offer of a free metabolic greens with your purchase of metabolic reds. That's right. Go to getreds.com slash velvet to unlock your offer of a free metabolic greens when you purchase metabolic reds. The next episode, there'll be more. No one's talking like that. No one's talking like that. Normally that shit leaks out. Okay, so if your theory is correct, like there's really nothing there, do you think this is the final season for Crystal then? Because I mean, the problem is, is this has turned people so quickly, I think, against Crystal. Like, I think everybody the first season, to your point, was like, well, you know, she's young. She's like, let's give her a shot. You know, she's obviously she's married to a high up Disney exec, you know, like they're very rich. And, you know, and everyone loves, of course, you know, she's Asian. She brings diversity, all those good things. So I don't know. Do you think this is the end? This this is giving me Ebony vibes. I feel like Bravo did Ebony wrong. And like this season, they're just like they want to get rid of Crystal. So it's like they're going to paint it like crystal's awful. I don't know. What do you think? It's either that, or it's like, wow. Like the fact that you like, look, I mean, sign me up. Like, is that what it takes? You just sit there and think of like a fake story. And like, it's kind of like you're brilliant beyond anything I ever gave you credit for versus it could be her last season. It could, it could, it depends how it plays out. I also have some other very controversial beliefs about whose last season it could also be. Are you sharing them here or was this a Patreon exclusive? No, I mean, listen, I feel like, look, we got to see how the whole season plays out, right? 
maybe we'll keep everyone. Jersey's kept everyone for a really long time and told demoting. And Jackie, I feel we're heading towards the end of our stay with Dorit. We are. I, I really feel that way. I don't, I don't know. I oh, know. I love Dorito. No, you have to keep her. I love. Listen, and I love this is say. not a strong. This is not a strong belief. I am not sure of this belief. I'm questioning myself, but just like Jackie in the home and in, in the in the anorexia, where where do we go with Dorit? Like, what? Here's the thing. Diana isn't really three dimensional at this point, but. There's something there. You scratch that surface and there's some crazy there behind those eyes. Even with Crystal, you scratch that surface. There's something there. There's some crazy there that we don't know about. Kyle's, we're not getting rid of Kyle. We're not getting rid of Rinna. Sorry, everybody. We're not getting rid of EJ. Bravo doesn't care about victims. This is just, so we're going to go down the list. If we're going to start getting rid of someone, we're not getting rid of Garcelle. Garcelle is a great housewife. She oh, understands she's amazing. She's so amazing. I just Sutton's think, if, yeah, Sutton, he, Sutton, I, I love Sutton because Sutton's calm until you come for her. And then she'll, Sutton's a great housewife. Sutton's, Sutton's a, yeah, she's amazing. She's amazing. Hate I mean, her what? if you want. She gets it. I just, am, I'm going down in process of elimination the un the what we don't know about Crystal and Diana to me is more intriguing to the viewer than we kind of know everything about Dorit. Now I'm not convinced Dorit is wonderful and PK they give us life, so maybe nobody will go anywhere. But when I start crossing off and think who is in that strange look, everyone gasped when Jackie was demoted. And I get it. We talked about it. Like, I just think if this home invasion is so big and where do we go with Dorit after this? Like what's left? I'm convinced me. I have nothing against her. I just think Crystal and Dorit are the two that I would keep my eye on for maybe not being invited back. One of the what two. Do you think, what do you think we need to see from Dorit that like, we see from a Sutton or, you know, because I mean, really, when you think about it, like Sutton's kids aren't even on, you know, I mean, you see Sutton's store. I mean, Sutton is so great because she is calling out the greats, right. In a way that no one has ever done before, like in a way of, you know, she kind of got at Lisa Renna, you know, like she, she's really great at going after EJ in a way that people, the audience wants, well, Sutton, so it is with Dorit. I mean, if you think about it, yeah, that's a good point. And I was thinking about that the other day. Sutton, you know, has a free pass in a lot of ways. Like she wasn't a housewife. She was supposed to be and then got divorced with a husband and she couldn't show her kids and blah, blah, blah. So she was demoted and then she earned her diamond in her second season just because, I mean, this whole Erica thing was larger than all of us. And she keeps her diamond now. But right. We are seeing Harry Hamlin at home. We're seeing, what are we seeing in Sutton's actual life? Like, what is the life story? Yeah, the, the designer and like, she's not showing her kids. She's not showing her. So we're she's- not even seeing Sutton date, really. I mean- nope. She's getting know- a free pass. And Dorit does have PK. She has a home story. And, and listen, Sutton is not so, so safe either. But I just think- it would just, I don't know, this, this could be the end of Crystal. And if not, 
my mind. Just everyone have your own answer. Take your emotions out of it. Who is, who's, who, if it's not Crystal, who would be on the chopping block, who would it be? I come back to Dorit. I, I can't help it. She's not, there's nothing really there. My, the husband, my, my husband watch, watches RHOBH with me and he agrees with you. And he's like, enough. He's like, all season long, all we're going to hear is Dory equating everything to this home robbery. Now, I think right. the home robbery is pretty traumatic. I mean, yes. I, I think that's like pretty dramatic, but my husband's already over it. He's like, oh, Dory, give it a rest. I'm like, honey, I'm like, that is like so crazy. Um, but hey, I listen, think- again, Jackie's gone after an eating disorder. And Jackie had her best storyline ever, and she's gone. It's just, if this happens, everybody, this is where you heard it right here. I know. No, I understand. I don't know. I mean, and, and I'm trying to think of what it would take with Dorit. I don't know. I don't know. I know. Like, I, I just don't know what next, like we have fashion, we have a home invasion, we have PK, like what, wh- what comes next? And yes, not much with Kyle either, but Kyle drives this bus. Kyle drives the bus. Well, but Kyle does have a lot, you know, because you have Kathy, you know, you have, you have Mauricio, you have, um, you know, we don't see a a lot of Kyle's kids, but you know, you have Kim Richards looming, you have the connection to Paris. I mean, you know, Kyle is Hollywood royalty. So you're, you're not going to get rid of that because that is unique to Beverly Hills. You know, it's the Lisa Renna thing. I mean, Lisa and Harry, I mean, she's reinvented. I mean, they are Hollywood royalty. You Rinna, know? you can, guys, you can hate her all day. I think Rinna is right up there. She's not Teresa, but I think in the top 10 most protected housewives, oh, yeah, Rinna she- is like, there's no, she's not going anywhere. You know, you, there's a 0% gonna- chance. You're going to continue to, I mean, Erica has, you know, drama for miles, you know, those lawsuits aren't going away. What's going to happen with Tom? I mean, we probably are going to get some update about Tom's mental state in the near future on the show. I mean, is Erica going to date again? I mean, there's a lot, you know, Erica Jane ain't going anywhere guys. Right. Right. And I'll stand by it. I I think she's loving this season. I I don't think she's loving her life and all that's happened, but she is just, her popcorn is hot. It is buttered. She is just loving this. She's loving this. Well, wait, you, you're saying, you're implying that she is a racist. Say it. That is what you are implying. And the next thing you know, Sutton goes from zero to a hundred. I'm like, Erica, Erica is like, oh, well, here's this stupid bitch that I hate Sutton. Like she loves it. Erica is eating her popcorn. She is so happy this season. She's like, look at all of you fools. Not about me. Good luck. Good luck. I love it. Yeah. Anyway, it's a great, it's a great, another great season. Uh, are you up on um, Dubai before we go I- into some OC stuff here? No, tell me what's going on in Dubai. You know, I, I actually had to pause several times to get through episode one. I don't, I I'm invested in no one, but you watched episode two, right? Here's the thing. I have heard like taking my temperature, like it just, a lot of people love Dubai and a lot of people don't. It's oh, so <laughs> down the middle of people I speak to. It's so down the middle. I mean, a lot of people didn't like Salt Lake either in the beginning. And he- here we are. So yeah. I feel Dubai for me has legs. I like the second episode better than the first. Okay. I feel Brooks is trying too hard. She gives me like some Atlanta vibes. 
I, she's messy to your face. And I don't know if I love that. The others are kind of more of a mystery. I think Dubai has a lot of legs and I just, I really want to talk more to the people that don't like it and understand why and the others that do and kind of go from there. Okay. Now, Andy Cohen has also revealed that he texted this whole snafu with Miss Ramona Singer um, that she leaked Trey's wedding invite. So Andy first texted Teresa after this happened and was like, and Teresa basically responded and was like, yeah, can you fucking believe this? What a low life thing to do. So, <laughs> called Ramona a low life. Okay. I mean, look, she, she invited her castmates from RHONJ and she invited her castmates from girls trip. It was very simple of who was invited. It's girls trip people that she worked with. So she called Ramona a low life. So Andy's like, oi, oi, oi. Then he texted with Ramona and two seconds later, his phone rang and it was Ramona. And he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, well, obviously I didn't mean to look at Ramona didn't have any ill intentions, but again, this is the same woman that put her bank account online. Like she's just honey. I know. And this is not age shaming, but I know that you're 60 something like you got to check the background and look, I'm sure you've come close to things like that. It's possible. I get how it's done, but you, you, you look at the picture and you're like, Oh my God. Like the other day, someone was here. They took a picture. They're like, I'm going to post this about like, you know, look how hard you're working behind the velvet rope. And so it was all my chicken scratch. And I'm like, well, that's great. But there's like guest names that are coming up that I don't really want out there. Like, you know what I mean? But it was very minor and in like a corner, but I'm like, see this corner. I know you have to be so careful. Yes. Yes. You know, or I could write down so-and-so fucking bitch or something. You don't know. And you're just like, so I don't know, Ramona, figure out social media or, or hire someone to do it for you. But Ramona and Andy then had a call and it was just like, I mean, look, like if you think about it, nothing has changed. Teresa's doing the same day and place, but she says she's going to have security. Like, look, we oh, know housewife fans are rabid and run deep. Like there will be people, a paparazzi will be there, Look obviously. Fears. I mean, who would have thought Jason Alexander out of whatever, I mean, 10, 15 years ago is like back, you know? I mean, ugh. Could we just have Juicy Joe like running up to try to crash the wedding? <laughs> would that just make everyone so happy? I, I just love me a good Ju- Juicy Joe moment. You uh, do? Oh, I'm so yeah. glad you're gone. Ugh. I mean, I understand why nobody likes Juicy Joe, but I, I know, just, I have a soft Joe. spot for Juicy Joe. I have a soft spot for him. You're the only one. I think, I, I think <laughs> I'm the only one that has a soft spot for Juicy Joe. You are. I can't stand Juicy Joe. So that's that. Now we have some uh, RHOC stuff happening here. Yeah. So what's your, I mean, a lot going on, you know, Kelly Dodd, um, Kelly Dodd. And she's posting this thing about the producer saying he's not coming back. So what is this? This producer claims that, well, this producer quit, I guess. And he's saying the reason I quit is because Heather Dubrow is diabolical and I can't work with her anymore. Is that what Kelly Dodd is now claiming? Yes, but this is was on Kelly and Rick's podcast. And my understanding through you, because obviously I don't subscribe, I do follow Kelly, but I don't subscribe, is you, uh, her, theirs is all Patreon, right? You have to pay for- You have the to episode. pay. 
And Miss Kelly reached out to me at one point and said, bro, you're killing me with your ad. So once again, thank you, Kelly and Rick, for listening to Behind. They all listen, Sarah. They all listen. They all listen. So thank you, Kelly and Rick, for listening. But she's, I don't believe in the Patreon only. I mean, everyone listening is like, please don't do only Patreon. I believe the business model is you do this this way. And I listen, I offer ad-free episodes on Patreon. For $20 a month, everyone listening to this right now can listen and they never can hear an ad again. It's called $20 a month. A lot of people choose that option. Otherwise, you have the bonus shows with Kim. I believe you put it out for free to the masses. I'm going to stick with this. And Kelly completely disagrees with me. But yes, I'm going off on a tangent. I'm losing my mind. They're Patreon only. So that's where she claims this. Yes. So she basically reveals on her podcast, quote, I got some gossip. My old executive producer, Thomas Kelly, will not be in Orange on Orange County or not be there working. He called all of us and he said that Heather Dubrow is diabolical, Kelly Dodd revealed on her pod. Dodd also shared that she encouraged the producer to share his thoughts publicly. I said, go on my show, but he's afraid it might like Thomas we want you to tell all about Heather Dubrow and how much of a nightmare she was working, was working with her. And I would really love for Thomas Kelly to come on my show and explain how much of a nightmare and how everybody was scared of Heather. Bravo did not put all their eggs in one basket and he scared them into doing it again, stated the former RHOC personality. Thomas was apparently the scapegoat for poor ratings and will not be returning to produce season 17. Um, well, okay. so yeah, I guess the only part I'm confused about is the quote at the end. Bravo did put all their oh, they put all their eggs in one basket and he scared them into doing it again. So I'm not sure who she's referring. I don't know what that means. Look, Vicky, Vicky Gumbleson said she had some problem with some producer who was brought in. I wonder if it was the same one. Um, I mean, look, this stuff has been out there about Heather the first time around that she was difficult to work with. This is the rumor. I mean, of course. Kelly would like this producer to come on her show and talk about all of this. I would like this producer to come on the show, but I will have always said this, like, look, this doesn't shock me. This, this narrative, right. This narrative doesn't shock me. I've always said this. I will only judge someone based on what my interaction with them and Heather Dubrow has been on my show first with her and Terry and second alone. The second time she came on, it was on video. The woman had no makeup on none. That's ballsy. Not one stitch of makeup. She was in a puffy jacket. It's the clips are on YouTube. She sat there and she talked. I asked questions and she gave me real answers. She could not have been lovelier. She could not have been more wonderful. We have a mutual friend in common. I, I, I get it. I can see where all this narrative comes because it's been, I don't see it. I have never experienced it. I haven't. And I've experienced it from plenty. I get a real Heather Dubrow. And when she's on my show, that is just me. So I don't buy it. I mean, it's a narrative that's easy to make up. Yeah, she has a lot of money. I mean, who with a lot of money is not slightly difficult in some way? Right. Well, um, you know, there that franchise is in trouble, like we've talked about. And like you said, you know, initially there was a rumor they were shooting. They were going to shoot with the same cast. I actually thought that was a good idea. Give it one more go, especially where we know salaries are being cut across the board for Housewives. So 
I don't, maybe it's not that affordable to film, but I'm sure everybody would come back. Then you were kind of hearing that they are, they have, they're not filming, but they have recast and Gina is out. Um, Jen, Doc- Dr. Jen is Dr. out. Dr. Jen's out. Um, but Emily will be back. Heather Dubrow would be back. Uh, Shannon Bedore would be back. So I, I guess I- I'm not sure what we're hearing, but I mean, it does sound like there's a mess there too. It sounds like there's a mess. And now there's this other narrative or this. So I guess when Andy was on Jeff Lewis, I mean, he asked him a lot of questions. And one of the things I guess they came up was Tamara and Andy's like, you know, how is that going to work? Like Tamara has a behind the scenes housewives podcast. And how is that going to work? Like, listen, did Tamara shoot herself in the foot from going back to her $950,000 salary just to work with the disgust that is Teddy Mellencamp? Here we go. I love it. Here we go. I mean, because look, I can tell you right now from their podcast, that's allegedly the number one Housewives podcast. Oh, we're going to get into that, baby. We're going to get into that in about a second. They are not making nearly, they're not making anywhere near $950,000 on their podcast. No. You and I, as longtime podcasters, with top yeah. trending podcasts, both of us have top trending podcasts and they are not making anywhere near $950,000. So no. So, and listen, I'm not trashing Teddy. And even though I just did, but it really is the bigger <laughs> issue of like, man, like, look, we all make decisions in life and you can't look back and say if only, but I see Andy Cohn's point of view. I mean, Tamara has a behind the scenes podcast. There's, I mean, Tamara and, and Teddy can say that they're, ex-housewives all day. They're in the same business that Sarah Fraser and David Yontef are in, period. You can act superior. You can act, we're all, we're in the exact same business, period. Now wait, go back one second. Are you saying, did Tamara walk away from 950,000 a year? Or I thought Tamara wasn't asked back. Well, no, I mean, I'm just, right. I'm, Tamara was given a friend role, which she turned down. And a, her salary to me was probably, you know, I don't know, because I'm not Andy Cohn. He, he knows for sure. She was probably like in the nines. Okay. She's probably in the nines. Yeah. So, you know, she, Andy has said, how, how, how would that work? How is Tamara going to come on and be a house? Now, granted, I, in Tamara's defense, do think that she would probably quit the two bees in the pod with Teddy Mellencamp or whatever the fuck it's called. If she got a housewife's contract, by the way, excuse me. Well, whatever the name of it is, I believe that she, I believe she would. So it's kind of like, okay, Andy, come on. Like there's other housewives that people have adjusted their lives for a lot less. Like Tamara, I'm sure would quit, but Andy's like, how would this work? Like she has behind the scenes podcast where she talks about how the sausage is made. He has a point. It's a a kind of a conflict of interest. It is a little strange. It's a little strange. It's not like Hannah burner on summer house. Who's like, has her podcast before God, we're shouting everyone's podcast out today, but (laughs) it's, it's, I, I see his point and it's, that's just a strange narrative to have out there so like Tamara might have been considered and now she won't because of this oh girl oh uh, that's quit. that's well it's too late don't you th- it's too late you know they're already on that train and it's too late but um that's a bummer because she was a good housewife I don't know I mean I t- I tend to disagree with you because it's like okay 
they've had two teas in a pod now for how many months? I mean, have they revealed anything that? No. Uh, so I think he's, I think that was a convenient excuse for Andy Cohen right now, who doesn't want to bring her back is that I think that's what that was. Cause I don't, I, I think we talk about this. I, the only person I think that they really wouldn't bring back is Nene leaks right now because they can't bring her back. Cause they're so, you know, they're in a lawsuit with her. Yeah. But I mean, I think, we, I think they would bring back Kim Zolciak if they, I mean, come on, you and I know this business, it, this business is about ratings. This is, this business is about being number one and staying at number one at almost all costs. <laughs> so I think they would bring back Tamara. I think they would bring back. I don't think, I think they would end the podcast or they would find another T. They and, would find another T and Tamara girl. Let me tell you something. I think that's you, you, you look out for number one. Cause let me tell you that melon ball. She would sell you down the fucking river. If they said, here's your Beverly Hills contract, sweetheart. So Tamara, you, 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 you keep that orange inside girl. Cause that melon ball would sell you down the river. Jill Zarin is coming back, you know, for girl strip. I mean, I, anything I is Andy, possible. Andy is very, very good at what he does. And I think Andy sees that as what a great reason to currently say, we don't want Tamara back. Yeah, no, I, 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 I agree with you. And look, we've all been in this business forever. I mean, there's no real burnt bridges. There's not, I mean, and if we have Shannon Doherty and Tori and, and Shannon Doherty and Jenny Garth, who, who are harm, her, 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 harmonious in a 90210 reboot. Like whoever you hate, you get over it. I mean, there are people that hate me and then they're on my show. It's like, it is Look, what it I is. I love living in Los Angeles because I meet people that are actors every day. They, they, they might not be like A-list actors, but I mean, they're actors that if I told you their names, you've seen them in tons of stuff. And then like their careers are on fire for five years. And then it's like everyone stops calling, their agent drops them and they cannot get anything for two or three years at a time. So we all know, I, I don't care, unless it truly the only person I think in the Bravo universe they would not bring back right now is NeNe Leakes. That is it. That's it. Uh, I agree with you. I agree with you. I mean, you know, to your point about, and Andy did also say in the same interview, Jeff said, true or false, let's, housewives have been let go, not brought back because they're difficult to work with. Like, forget about how they're, and he's like, true, a hundred percent true. Oh, sure, so, I, that's true, yeah. But, you know, and I don't want to tie this in with Jill, but like, Jill's not just back for Girls Trip. Like, let's just cut to the chase. There's no Roni OG show, which when that goes forward, that will include Jill Zarin. I mean, I can tell you a hundred percent, Jill will be getting an apple for that show. She's she's in, and we're not doing an OG show without Jill Zarin, sorry. No, oh, anyway. it's not happening. Um, did we talk about, we talked last time about um, Sonia Morgan and Luann's show, right? We talked oh, about that. Okay, give me this. Okay, you have the scoop on this. I did see a very Did we talk about that last time? No. I'm losing my mind. We talked no, about this we didn't. Air. We didn't. This is, this is new news that the two of them are doing a spinoff, right? And even Sonia put it on her Instagram. But to be honest, I did not dig into this. So what's the deal? Look, I heard, I've been hearing about this show me behind the scenes the day from the second they announced this whole Roni cancellation and that all the Apple holders were fired because that's what happened. They're fired. Ramona's fired. And I've heard about this, that these two had a show. Now it's up. Look, if you read 
the words, it says this is not greenlit. It's in development, like a development deal, and they hope to have it greenlit very soon. That, to me, Luann is, I love her dearly. Between Luann and Sonia, do they have connections at page six? This isn't, this isn't Access Hollywood. This isn't TMZ. Do they have connections at page six? Um, yeah, this is New York City. So could a team put this out via page six? Sure, because there's nothing incorrect that was reported. It says it's not green lit and, you know, call in, like, let's put this out to the universe. Sure, let's put it out there. There's no show. You Listen, you're in the business, Sarah. You're in the business. There's no show. Not green lit yet means nothing. Guess what, everybody? Sarah and I have a show too. And it's also not green lit. So we're going to keep you posted on that. And I'm not knocking them. It could happen think their strategy is for putting that out to appear in demand to let people know that they are open to offers what do you think because i i think that is a risky move you do yes because i think it can backfire in our business of like do they have any interest and i almost seem like that to me is like they have no interest even from bravo i i don't know i don't know now I tend to look at things like uh, sometimes, I don't know, from both point of view or maybe a little bit negative. I mean, maybe it's a very smart strategic move because it's saying to other networks, we're available. And you know what? E-news, you talk about E-news, you talk about um, Hulu right now. I mean, Netflix, Amazon, they're all looking for their next, you know, selling sunset. Maybe that's it. You know, maybe that's a very smart move because maybe they're not really under contract with Bravo to some degree. They can entertain other offers. And that gets because I also know in this business, people are not creative. You have to bring ideas, full ideas executed to them. Um, and, and then they end up taking credit for it. But you usually get paid. So that's a good thing. But um, maybe maybe they're putting it out there to another executive at another. You know, I mean, listen, I feel Thoughts? I tend to look at things with a little bit of a negative slant too, but I think it's just because we know how the sausage is made. I feel, you know, since you blew my load on Carlos King that he is coming on, we talked about Bethany and Bethany saying like she would only come back. Like Carlos says this on an upcoming episode of my show. Bethany put it out there that I will come back if we can get all the OGs. Knowing probably that Alex McCord will never do it, but also to say, look, Look at how many likes this got. Look at how many retweets. Like, this is my worth. This is my worth. This is oh, what you're going to pay me. Right. And I'm like, that's right. And Carlos is a producer. So I I always say I think like a producer. And so I feel, look, I don't know if it hurt them. I think you have nothing to lose at this point. Why not put it out there? That's but true. I also feel like, look, I have so many things to say. Like, The average person says, unfortunately, I have to spend $5,000 and I don't want to, but I have to make a sizzle reel because I'm going to E and I'm going to Netflix. You have to knock on a door and unless someone's going to do it for you, got to spend your own money and come up with that sizzle reel. I don't think Luann or Sonia are used to that. So I don't think they even went and knocked on any doors and said, here's a sizzle reel that we invested in and we spent the money. To me, this is like their knocking on the doors like that's how you do it guys like these 
housewife shows in demand, you have the sizzle reel and now you have to go. You got to get into E and you got to get into the own network and you got to get into USA. And that sizzle reel, as cheap as you think it is, it ain't cheap, as you know, Sarah. So, but you got to do it. So I feel that knowing housewives and knowing how these minds work, because it's my, my, my life's work that I've thrown away my whole life and career for this, just to entertain the masses here behind the velvet rope, housewives will not buy you a cup of coffee if you ask. So I'm sorry, I'm just being honest, not insulting anyone, but I don't think that they did this sizzle reel in me because it's Luann and Sawney. You don't really have to do that because you have countless and billion hours, but it's a different thing when there's no Ramona and there's no Bethany and there's no Jill and there's no God help us, Leah McSweeney. And like, it's when it's just the two of you, we kind of need to see what that looks like. I think this was their sizzle reel. And I don't think there's anything negative, but I also personally don't think this is a show that would be green lit by a network. I'm, I'm just, I'm being very honest really? for, a, I for, actually a lot, for a lot of reasons. Really? And by the way, just for everyone who doesn't, it. and just for everyone who doesn't know the concept was simple life, Paris and Nicole, they're going to go to like Kansas or somewhere, no offense to Kansas, but like in the middle of the country where there's like not as developed as I guess I did just offend Kansas. I'm sorry, but I, I actually, the more we talk about it, I kind of like it. I kind of like, I mean, I want Luann and Sonia on the road, hooking up with 30 year old men, uh, Luann's show. I want them going to the simple life, doing, um, doing various things. I don't hate it. You know what? And look, I don't hate it. We've seen dwindling, dwindling numbers. Okay. You're talking even RHOA, 700,000 people viewing an episode, 800,000. Now, you know, in streaming, a lot of people DVR. So probably afterwards, you're talking 1.5 million. Um, but night of, you know, you're talking low numbers, right? Um, I think those two could get, I mean, they are well-known names. I think they could get 500, 600,000 views, another 500, 600,000 views later. Again, maybe they're not making Bravo money, but I mean, they could stay on TV at another network. And I I think people would, people love Luann. In fact, I mean, and Sonia. And Sonia. I saw a uh, viral TikTok of a guy who went to Luann's show and he said it was one of the best shows. He said she was self-deprecating. She was funny as fuck. She made, you know, phenomenal exes. She sang. Um, he said it was one of, and he said, look, I'm not even, I wasn't even a huge Luann fan. And this show was like, great. And then of course it had hundreds and hundreds of comments and it, it had gone viral. I mean, they have, they have a following, a very big one. Now I'm, like, now I'm like, you and I should hit them up and be like, we'll produce it. We will produce it. Listen, I don't, I, I love Luann. Her live show is phenomenal. I mean, I've heard from her. She's down the street from me in Sag Harbor. We've texted the other day. I mean, I'm supposed to go over there for lunch and Fose. We'll see if that happens, but that's the invitation that was put out. I Listen, it's, I, I could see it happening. I just, the one network, if you want to, Gun to the head. I see this on E. I see this on E. E has lost everything. There's yes, no more E network. It's it's within the NBC family. They like when you're kind of already a celebrity, you know, like they did like the Bradshaw bunch. I could see this on E. When you factor in trying to hook up with like 30-year-olds, I throw in some 20-year-olds. Yeah, it, they're very comical, Luann and Sonia. It's just... You have to remember the demographic 
that does the entertainment business love women in their 50s other than housewives? I don't um, know. Yeah, I think they do now. I, I do. You changing. do? You do. You think it's changing? You. I, I hope so. I mean, look at the view. Look at like every okay. I mean, every talk show host. You know, you've got Sherry Shepard now. I mean, she's got to be close to 50. Ellen, greatest talk show host. The only person that's younger than 50 rivaling, rivaling in the talk show space is Kelly Clarkson. Um, you know, I mean, Selling Sunset, I guess, is younger. But I mean, all the other reality shows, everybody's in there. I mean, you know, we often forget. Well, Bling Empire is younger, but it's older, too. It has Anna Shay and Christine Chu. You know, we forget MJ. MJ is almost 50 from Shaw's. Now, I know Shaw's has been canceled. But I mean, I think it's this thing that that. You know, and I'm with Garcelle, like Garcelle has said this. I Garcelle's like, I never bought into that 40, your career is over. I think 40 in the 90s, your career was over. I think 40 is just the number you reinvent in Hollywood. But I, I think Hollywood says outwardly they don't like 50-year-old women. But the truth is, is like, those are the women that are watching, you know? I mean, we've seen this time and time again from E! Network, from Bravo. They try to put on every fucking TikToker that has, I mean, is that D'Amelio? Is the D'Amelio reality show coming back? That I don't know. The hottest part about that show to me are the parents. The parents are hot. And listen, I love my housewives in the 50s and 60s. So I'm all for Listen, as a I, woman that's heading closer to 50 than 20, I'm like, no, I mean, listen, I, 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 I am a woman that's heading closer to 50 than 20 myself. But the thing is, look, I would love to see this show. The bottom line is there is no show at the moment. I do think this was put out to paid six to, and you ask, what's the motivation? The motivation is to garner that, you know, fake it till you make it. There's talk, there's buzz. Oh my God, Luann. No, you're so, right. And eventually subconsciously execs hear this and, and think, okay. But I, I really do think this was in lieu of spending the money on a sizzle reel. And I would love this show. I, I, I really would. I just... You know, for everybody out there, when you read it, I'm just cautioning you right now. There's no show. But you know what? Let's 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 get a show. I mean, you and I are talking about it. So that's not a bad thing. Um, Speaking of which, speaking of which, um, before we get to MJ, um, we have to wrap up. I, I, you know, I as you know, I have my 14 month old, but we want to do one more. Let's do one more. Well, then let's hold off on some Shaw's talk. But let's just also say, because we talked about um, Tamara not going back because of the podcast. Uh, Teddy apparently didn't realize that she started a fight with our girls, Giselle and Robin. Our girls, our girls. Yes. And David Yontef. Like, I'll go throw it down with Teddy. She's claiming she has the number one. Now, I would like to take myself out of this. I think what she meant is as far as housewives go, she has the number one yes. housewives pot. It's very poorly worded because we have lots of others, including behind the velvet robe, that are just as big as the two T. So I think what she meant is from people who have been housewives, she says her podcast is the number one podcast. Now, why are you saying this out of nowhere? You don't think that's going to anger a bunch of other housewives that have or have had podcasts? Heather Dubrow, Giselle and Robin, Melissa Gorga. We can keep going. Melissa Gorga. Well, I think, yep, you're right. Obviously, really poorly worded. You know, now she's trying to basically, I think, yeah, make it seem like they're in demand and there's just kind of exactly what we talked about with Sonia and Luann. Um, But, you know, 
yeah, Robin and Giselle were like, uh-uh, you're a past housewife. So for current housewives, our show is one of the top rated, if not the highest rated. And Giselle's and Robin's does very, very well. You know, I mean, all a lot of the housewives haven't. Candace has one. You know, Candace has one. Obviously, Melissa Gorka, you know, she's got a big one. Um, also, this is like when, you know, and by the time everyone hears this, I will have already had Miss Sheree Whitfield on my show. And when I asked Sheree on air, like, you know, is Drew in over her head coming for you? And Sheree, I loved my interview with Sheree because she like shaded me through the whole thing. She's like, now, do I really have to answer that question, David? She's like, is that, is that really a question? This is what Sheree said to me. It's on air. She's like, are you really asking me if, if Drew is in over her head and coming for me? It's kind of like Teddy. You now have angered the beast that is producer Giselle Bryant. So, right. In one sentence, Giselle is like, well, I think you're actually ex-housewives. We're current housewives, which was brilliant. And to Giselle's point, she has a point. We cannot talk about things. We, we can't slam Andy. We can't slam, you know, Ashley Darby. We can't slam Lisa Rinna. Like we're on the network. And it is easier when you are an ex-housewife Yes. To, to, to do this stuff. So Giselle's like not so fast. And even Robin spoke up and she's like, yeah, I don't know where they're getting these numbers from. I'm going to have to pull some numbers. So really poor choice of words. I mean, Melissa should come and slam Teddy and then, you know, throw in <laughs> Heather Dubrow. But Teddy, you have angered Giselle Bryant. And like, I'm sorry, Teddy, you are. And she also pointed out, like Giselle said, okay, I will give respect to 13 season Tamara. I will give her respect, but Teddy, were you, you were there for what? Like one season. That's what Giselle said. She's like, are you kidding me? So Giselle ain't having it with Teddy. She's not even going there. And it's like, it's true. You're, you're, you're no match Teddy for Giselle Bryant. She will eat you for breakfast. Sweetheart. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. David, I love it. I love the ongoing feud you have with Teddy Mellencamp. I think it's so juicy. Listen, I wish her, someone the other day left me a review of like, oh, you're so sensitive. Get over to, I'm like, guys, lighten up, just lighten up. Like I'm not that sensitive, but you know, Teddy is just, I'm amazed. I'm amazed at the words that she's using that next time we'll talk more about the Shaws and they've got some, we have a lot of other stuff. Yeah. A lot of other jobs. Okay. Um, David, people can follow me at the Sarah Frazier show on, um, TikTok on Instagram, you know, I do TLC recaps. So people are knowing me for, I love TLC shows like Seeking Sister Wife, um, you know, Thousand Pound Sisters, 90 Day Fiance. Every Wednesday, I do a recap of your favorite TLC shows. Just search Sarah Frazier podcast everywhere podcasts are played. And you can find me um, at Behind Velvet Rope or Behind the Velvet Rope on Apple, Spotify, anywhere else podcasts are found. And I do some other things, but nobody wants anything from me except Bravo. Love you, Sarah. And we will be back next week. Bye, gorgeous. Bye, Bye. David. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. 
because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.